Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of BVP News and another episode of Good News Saturday. Yes, we're back for the June edition of Good News Saturday, and this is going to be an amazing one, you guys. I mean, all of them are, right? I love coming back for these episodes. I absolutely adore this show, this Good News Saturday show, and honestly, I think it's my favorite miniseries that we have. You know, but, well, I'd say our two miniseries are the Idiots in the News and these shows, these Good News Saturday shows. And I think between the two, I love Idiots in the News. It is a hilarious time. It'll make you scratch your head in absolute confusion that you'll never come back from. And it's a great jolt to get through the rest of the week. But Good News Saturday just has something special to me. And it's why I love doing it the first Saturday of each month to give the start of your month the best boost that it can get. Because we all just need a boost to start the month, to get us off on the right foot, to get us headed in the right direction, and to just put a smile on our face to face down this month, whatever month that may be. This time we're in June, we're headed to summer we're heading to the summer times and luckily today it's not scorching hot the past few days it's been about 90 degrees and boy that gets rough after a while but today it's nice and cool in here i've got the fan on uh, across the room here letting in some beautiful beautiful morning air and so i'm feeling great i hope you guys are doing great as well before i get into anything there will be a clubhouse room for this show at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to come hang out with us and talk about these good news stories and talk about other good news stories that I will very likely have for that room, make sure to check it out. You can find the house in the show notes. And within the house, you can join up with us and you'll see the event. You'll see the room set to go live at 2 p.m. So don't miss out on that. It is going to be a great time. And I'm very much looking forward to hanging out with anyone that shows up for that uh, to talk about all this and to just enjoy the time. But we have stories to get into here, you guys. We have four stories to talk about. And I tried to go for four unique and four different stories from one another. And I think I did a pretty good job about that. I think I did a very good job at finding one's that different differentiate if i can talk <laughs> from one another so let's jump into it here and we start off with pets just being so so darn heroic so incredibly heroic and this one surrounds molly a cattle dog mix who didn't have a home who was found by a good samaritan bitten by a rattlesnake molly had been bitten in the leg this Good Samaritan came by, recognized immediately what was going on, and rushed Molly to the nearby animal clinic. And they were able to administer antivenom. So she was completely fine after that bite. But basically, as soon as the antivenom was administered, Molly went into labor and gave birth to three pups, three puppies, right there in the clinic, right after being administered antivenom. And so she was then immediately rushed in the animal ambulance 
to the Humane Society Trauma Hospital. And in the ambulance, she gave birth to two more pups. And two more after that, after getting to the hospital. Now, Molly and all of her pups were treated. They were cared for, made sure that that they were all healthy and that everything was okay, and got sent to the puppy maternity ward. And so they've been well taken care of. And soon enough, it'll be time for these dogs to be fostered out, both Molly and her pups. After six weeks of being together until the puppies can feed themselves and eat on their own, they will be kept together. But after that six weeks, they will be fostered out and eventually given their forever homes. And I can say right now, I can guarantee off this story alone that Molly is going to make a great pet for somebody. She's only a year old. And so she has an amazing life still ahead of her. But wow, how, how her luck has turned around. Honestly, she went from not having a home to being bitten by a rattlesnake, the luck not turning around yet. But then just after being bitten by a rattlesnake, getting brought into the clinic, having puppies, going to the Humane Society Hospital, being taken care of, being able to learn how to trust other people for the first time in her life. And eventually she'll get her forever home. I am confident in that. I'm confident that she will find somebody that is more than happy to give her a home and a family. And she's going to make a great pet for them because that is a strong dog right there. That is a strong animal. And it's incredible how strong these animals can be and how incredible these animals can be. I just love this story. It's simple. But it's just an example of just pets being amazing, animals being amazing, and how, you know, a dog's luck can turn around just like any humans can. I love it. I love this. And I truly hope that she does find her home. But now we move into story number two, a very different story, and we're moving across the world for this one to Mount Everest, where Sherpa became a hero. And he really was a hero for this as he was making the climb with a client to the summit of Mount Everest. They were trying to make the final push to the top. When they came across a Malaysian climber who was on the brink of being frozen to death, he was clinging on to a rope for dear life, basically unconscious, frozen, because here's the thing. They were at a part of the mountain that they call the balcony area. This area of the mountain is about 27,600 feet above sea level. So relatively close to the top, about 2,000 feet from the top of the mountain. And temperatures typically get about, you know, somewhere around negative 22 degrees Fahrenheit and colder. And so it becomes a very hard area to survive. If you slip up, if you find yourself getting weak, it is a very difficult place to survive. And with oxygen being so thin at that height, 
it can be such a challenge and it has killed so many in the past. But this Sherpa immediately jumped into action and convinced his climber, his client, to abandon the push for the summit, which on the surface seems like a no-brainer, right? Save a person's life or climb to the summit seems like a no-brainer. But the thing is, to climb Mount Everest, for some, it's a spiritual experience, and that's what it was for this climber. It was a religious uh, you know, feat that he was trying to accomplish. But not only that, it is expensive. It costs, from my knowledge anyway, tens of thousands of dollars to climb this mountain. Between the training, between the supplies, between getting the Sherpas to help you climb, it is an expensive endeavor. And then you add on the spiritual factor on top of it. It is a difficult decision to make. But the climber did decide to abandon the climb, and they rescued this climber's life. This Sherpa carried this frozen climber on his back for six hours as they climbed down the mountain, to which they eventually came across another Sherpa who helped them get to an area of the mountain where they could actually land a helicopter and airlift this climber off of the mountain. And... Luckily, the Sherpa had a heat blanket that he could wrap around this climber as they were carrying him down. So that helped, you know, even just keep that climber alive in the meantime. And this this whole thing was just such an incredible feat because normally this is an impossible task. You know, officials that handle Mount Everest, you know, the tourist departments and such and all these others, they, they have said that it is a near impossible feat to get a climber down from that point to get a helicopter to land at that point that high up the mountain and airlift them off but they managed to pull it off and this climber survived and so this sherpa is an absolute hero through and through no other if ands or buts about it just a straight up hero and I love this story. It, it's just, you know, it's almost like your superhero type situation, right? That's kind of what it equates to for me anyway. So we have two totally different types of heroes so far. And we're about to add a third. Because Andrew Carr is a local window washer in his town in the UK. But he also turned into a local hero. And that's because... One day, as he was working a job, as he was cleaning the windows and the gutters of a local shop, he was looking down at the street and looking down at the sidewalk, just realized he was tired. Tired of seeing the dirt caked on these sidewalks, tired of seeing the chewing gum just going right down the sidewalk, just casually strewn aside, tired of seeing the dog poop on the sidewalks. And decided that he needed to take action. So after he was done with his job for the day, he went down to the sidewalks in the street and turned on his pressure washer and pressure washed the entire sidewalk and the street in that area. And what he found underneath 
kind of stunned him because they actually found patterns. He found patterns in the paving slabs. And these patterns wove throughout the entire town. It wasn't just in this one section. It was something that was used when they paved the town, when they put down these sidewalks years and years ago, probably a century ago. And no one knew about it. And I'll get to that in a moment. But Carr ended up calling up the town officials and made an agreement with them to let him pressure wash the entire center of town and clean up the sidewalks and the streets in the entire center of town. And this is how they came across more of these patterns, more of this, you know, beauty that existed under all the grime and all the gross. (laughs) And to get to my point of no one knew that these were there. There was one woman interviewed when making the story that I found this from who was 60 years old and she had been a lifetime resident of the town and had never seen these patterns before. Never knew that they existed before Carr cleared them away and cleared away the grime. And Carr said that he's not done. You know, he's cleared up the center of town, but he wants to do the edges, the outskirts, the bus stations, everything. He wants to make his town beautiful again. And he's become a local hero for this because it has just lifted the spirits of the entire town who now get to look outside and see beauty. Where before there was dirt, there was gum, there was dog mess, there was just gross and sadness, really. Now these people get to look outside and walk down the sidewalks seeing it clean, seeing their town be beautiful, and that'll lift your spirits alone. When you just get to walk through your town or drive through your town and it's clean and it's it looks like it's taken care of and you get to see these beautiful patterns that have been there for decades upon decades that you never knew about. That'll lift your spirits for sure. And that'll put a smile on your face that you never realized needed to be there. And so Carr has become a much different type of hero. A third type of hero that we've talked about here in this show. And it's just absolutely incredible what he's done. The dedication that he has shown to clean up his town. And... You know, I'm sure he's absolutely beloved in that town now. He's definitely beloved on social media. I'll tell you that much. He has gained tens of thousands of followers on TikTok over this. So he's definitely beloved on social media. And I imagine he is an absolute hero in his town. But we have one more story here, and this is just... This is the way to end the show. I'm going to say that right now. I'm going to put the confidence in my own choices to end the show like this. Because this story is amazing. And again, it's heroic in a different way from everything we've seen so far in this show. And so here, here it is. Morgan was born 
with physical and cognitive disabilities. And this broke her father's heart because there was one vacation where he saw that she wasn't able to participate with some of the other kids in in a pool activity and with some of the other things that they were doing. And this broke his heart. He didn't want to see her live her life being unable to participate, being unable to have fun with the other kids. And from this heartbreaking moment came a dream. And he started enlisting help. Now, Morgan's father, his name's Gordon. He has some experience as a builder. And he enlisted help from some other experts as well. And from the dream that he had after seeing his daughter not being able to participate, from that dream was born an amazing experience for thousands of people. As he was able to put together with this help an entire amusement park. But the thing about this park is that it was made to be accessible to anybody. No matter what your disability may be, regardless of whether you have a disability or not, this park would be accessible to everybody. And it is open. It's been open for a while. It's been open for 13 years. It opened back in 2010. So it's been around for quite some time and they have just made this an incredible experience for so many. Now, one feature that I'll talk about of this park, one thing to just give an example of what they've done for this park is they have a water park within this amusement park and they recognize that obviously electric wheelchairs are not going to be able to move through the water. People with electric wheelchairs aren't going to be able to go through and enjoy the water and enjoy the water park for themselves. So what they did was they fully supplied this water park with wheelchairs that are air compressed that can move underwater. And they've, you know, come up with a system to be able to get the people from the electric wheelchair to these air compressed wheelchairs so that they too can enjoy the water park and enjoy their time at the, at the amusement park, just like anybody else would. And again, this is just one example of the many steps that they took to make this park accessible to anybody and everybody. And it has changed the lives of thousands of people, people from all 50 states, people from dozens of other countries across the world have come to this park and had their lives changed and had an incredible experience all because of one father's dream to see his daughter have fun and participate. And the park has expanded in its time being open. They now have a sports center as well as an adventure park. So it has grown in the 13 years it has been open and continues to grow. And it's just, 
uh, it almost brings a tear to your eye. It definitely does me anyway. The lengths to which he went to to help not only his daughter, but to help so many other people. Have fun. Be involved. Be included. And just have an experience that they've never gotten to have before. It is so wonderful and just warms your heart so much. I'm, I'm not going to cry. No, definitely not. Um, but this is just beautiful in so many ways, and I can't do it justice with words. But to me, this is the perfect way to end this story. You know, the subject matter alone. We're headed into summer. Talk about some amusement parks. Why not? <laughs> But no, this story is beautiful in every possible way. And I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed this entire episode. And I hope it does give you the boost to your month that I I set out to give with this show and with these stories. But we won't be gone long. This is the end of this episode, but we will be back tomorrow for an episode of what to expect this week this is the week of june 4th so don't miss out on that again like i said at the top don't miss our clubhouse room at 2 p.m eastern standard time uh link to the house on clubhouse will be in the show notes don't miss out on that you guys come hang out but we will see you real soon have a great rest of your weekend and we'll see you tomorrow or later today Bye, guys.